Kenny, if you can hit that. Yeah, there you go. Permission to record, Captain. All in favor, let's go. Let's do this. Cool. So is it Kenny that's recording right now then? I'm I'm recording. I'm recording it onto my machine. I'd be happy to send you the link afterwards so that you can download okay. it from the cloud. Perfect. Thank you very I've much. I've never done this before, but I'm sure I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. You, you did. You just pressed the record button. You're, you're, you're done. Your job's <laughs> by the over. Grace, by the grace of our Lord. <laughs> All right. So what time do you need to be back to the next thing so that I can make sure that we get done early? Is it one o'clock? Is that right? Top of the hour? Remember? I, th I think so. Anybody got something different? On the schedule, it's 1245, but we're running late, so... Yeah. Yeah. I okay. had 45 minutes. So. Oh, 45 minutes. Um, well, if people start dropping off and it's just me and you, Michael, because I know you're going to stay on, please. Um, then that'll be fine. And we can pray it out together. But well, listen, um, sorry for my, my late, I got on early and took in a little bit of the assembly and started stalking people that I knew privately, directly messages, Michael uh, and others. And my goal so far in all of my dorkiness and entering this workshop as your workshop presenter and leader today was to see if I could get the people who have their cameras on, which if you don't have your camera on, don't turn it on. I'm not, I'm not pressuring you. This isn't a guilt trip. I'm just trying to see if I could get everybody to at least like smile a little bit. I think I almost did, except for Nathaniel. Nathaniel is a professional poker player who is very well dressed and is trying really hard not to smile. Have you guys ever played the game, If You Love Me, Honey, You'll Smile? It's super inappropriate for 2021, but in the 1990s, it was the most popular youth group game ever. If You Love Me, Honey, You'll Smile. Don't ever play that. Okay. Everyone smiled but Alan. And Alan, see, that was just, I was just messing with you because you you just, I know, you're just moderating to make sure I don't say stuff that's too dumb. I get Doing it. Okay. Behind the scenes work, all for you, Kenny. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to follow up on that privately. Um, we'll, we'll, get some, we'll get some kingdom stuff done together. So three questions. Who, what, where? So first question is who, who we got here. So I've broken my um, little workshop share here into those three sections, though. Who, what, and where. So if we have to cut off at a certain point, I've got content for the rest of it. And I could do a quick little video and send it to whoever. And if somebody wanted to like take it in, I just want to make sure you guys aren't ripped off from what you were interested in checking out. And, and um, if that does happen, then you can decide if it would even like is, I don't know if I want to listen to that, to that guy anymore. Um, but I would enjoy following up with talking with any of you about young adult stuff. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. <clears throat> I've got um, everything to learn and to glean from other people that care about young adults and your context is different from mine and from different from the Brady Bunch square of the person next to you on the screen right now. So we've got things to learn from each other. So I'm looking at who, and I can see the names on here, but I just wondered if everybody could just tell from my point of view, you probably already know, just tell me what church you're part of and what town that is in. I would like to hear that personally, if that's all right. So we'll just, I'll, I'll call out your names. And so we don't do the, I don't know who's going next. And it feels like junior high small group for me. Okay. So Michael. I am uh, part of the Niagara Heights church. Uh, surprisingly in Thorold, 
is the town, but just outside Niagara Falls. Sweet. I'm uh, Kenny. I'm a part of Tree City Church in uh, um, Boise, Idaho, and Greg. Hi, uh, Greg from the Hamilton Mountain Church in Hamilton. Nathaniel. Uh, from the Owen Sound Church of Nazarene, which is in Owen Sound. Perfect. Tamara. Thank you for calling me Tamara. That is my name, but I usually get called Tamara. So thank you. I'm from the Lakeside Community Church. We meet in Holland Landing. It was total luck. I'm glad that I, it, it was 50-50, just to be completely transparent. So that uh, I'm just going across what I, who I'm seeing on my screen sequentially here. So is it is it Janelle or Janelle? Yeah, uh, I'm Janelle. This is my friend Janelle, and we're both at the London First Church of the Nazarene in London. You're both named Janelle. You're not messing with me. No. Do you spell it the same? No. no. Actually, we can change it. No, it's okay. We don't need to change it. But they're both Janelle Sorzano, though. It's the same same first name, same last name. No. Okay, hold on. Let me just say this. Janelle with an A, last name Sorzano. You want to say it? Janelle with an O, but you you still say it, Janelle. And then my last name's Clark, and her last name would have been Clark if Pastor Rose didn't marry Pastor Jimmy. Yes. But still. (laughs) Look at my dying. (laughs) You guys guys are now going to be the workshop. You're just, right. you're just, you're Sounds just giving good. all the, all the content away. Just. Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. Main characters. You're, you're awesome. You're great. Thank you. I asked. It's my fault. I asked and I wanted to know, and I'm glad I did. Thank you. Alan. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Is, uh, so Alan Cristales at uh, Brampton Spanish Church of the Nazarene. So just outside of Toronto. Awesome. Chris or your screen says Christopher. Yes, Christopher, but nobody calls me Christopher. Except for my boss, actually. Um, my name is Chris, and I go to Rosa Church of the Nazarene in Toronto or in Scarborough. Great. Raven. Hi. I'm from Ferris Lane Community Church, and it is in Barrie. Sweet. Kevin. Hello, I'm... Uh from Emmanuel Church, Toronto. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Kevin. And our other Christopher. No, that's you. There's two screens with you. What you... That's me. I'm on my computer and my phone. because I was gonna... It's yeah. very easy to try. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, it's Christopher with a different last name. It's the same. Okay, so how about... Uh, um, I'm going to try the There's name. two Janelles, I'm... two Christophers, three Michaels. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh Amorous? Did I say that right? Correct me, please. How about Audrey? Hi, God bless everyone. I'm Audrey. I am from the Toronto Emmanuel Spanish Church. Thank you. And how about uh, Patricio? Uh, yeah, um, I'm from the Toronto Emanuel Spanish Church as well. And how did I do with the name? Please correct me if I'm wrong. It was pretty good. Um, it's it's Patricio. I don't know if you can uh, Patricio. say it like that, but Patricio. <laughs> there we go. 
But can, no, everyone says Patricio. It's Patricio. You did well. You did well. I can roll an R, bro. I can do it. <laughs> uh, and Ron. Hey, I'm Ron. I'm from Faith Community Church in Woodstock. Right on. Okay. Did I get everybody? This is who, this is everyone that's on my screen. Am I missing anybody? Okay. Um, as a volunteer young adult leader at my local church for the past few years, I am still trying to figure out who is connected to our church body that is in the age demographic of 18 to 22 and 23 to 29-ish. I say ish because I'm not trying to tell anybody that's 31 that they can't hang out with people that they're already friends with, if you know what I mean. And a lot of people that fit in that age range, I was the youth pastor of from 2005 to 2012 with our church. But I don't know if they're around. And then I'm not even talking pandemic. I'm not even talking COVID church. I'm now we're meeting in person again in our, our area and I'm looking around and I'm going, okay, I know some of those young adults and some of these young adults on a Sunday morning, but the way I found most effective to find out who is connected to our church body, not just necessarily who is in attendance to something that is planned or a worship gathering or a Bible study or, you know, whatever is to um, unbeknownst to them, collaborate with a young adult. They don't know that they're doing this, but I'm texting them. I'm calling them. I'm checking on them and legitimately and authentically and saying, how are you doing? Who are you hanging out with? What are you guys up to? Um, do you want to get together for, can I buy you lunch? Can I buy you coffee? Whatever. And so during the pandemic, especially I had like these, I had like these secret agents that they didn't know that they'd been recruited. And I had my 18 to 22 year old secret agent. And I had, I had my 23 to 29 year old secret agents. And, and I would just text them every once in a while or Marco Polo. Do you guys use Marco Polo where you do the little video thing and you send it to people? You guys know Marco Polo? Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. Helpful with some, not with others. Have you, have you realized that people have digital dialects that they speak or not speak, participate in digital dialects. So I'm able to get a hold of Marge on Facebook messenger, but I just got to call Michael. If, if I'm going to get in Michael's face, I just got to call this dude and he will stop whatever he's doing and take a phone call, but he can't answer me by an, any email or text. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. I'm just using your example for somebody else. I'm just using you as a placeholder. Okay. Um, but there's young adults that I, that I messaged to, uh, that I, that I DM today because I knew that if, if they heard from me on Instagram and I just asked them something really quick, they're probably going to respond. Um, Facebook for a few that are older and, and, and if, if I'm desperate, then I use our grandparents as favorite social media channel of communication to get a hold of those young adults, right? But I find the digital dialect that the young adults are communicating on, and I try to keep current on the front, the digital front step of young adult um, communication for our church. And so 
I'm just waiting for somebody to look at the TCC at the Tree City Church Young Adults. It's TCC Young Adults Instagram and Facebook and go, Kenny, please let us take over. Please stop posting gifs or gifs or however you want to say them. We're sick of it. Well, I'm sick of professional looking Instagram accounts. That's what I'm sick of. I'm sick of, I'm sick of like effective influencers. So I'm going to post what we're doing, the connection point we have on Sunday morning that's in between worship services from 1030 to 1055. It's drop in for young adults. I get volunteers to just supply some goodies and it's non-committal. If you're there on Sunday, great. If you're new on Sunday, we introduce you to other young adults. Um, if nobody's in the room and I'm the only person sitting there with some fruit and donuts, then I run down in the lobby and I start yelling at young adults and I start I start ferrying plates of food to the people serving at the coffee bar or on the worship team and or whatever. I go to them. So I look for who's there, who's already connected. I had a pastor one time tell me, um, we don't have any young adults a part of our church. And that's that's true. That's a reality for some churches. We know that. And while that's that's sad and depressing, there's probably some reasons. And some of them are maybe really good reasons. But here's what I bet they have. I bet they have grandparents. And I bet they have mom and dads. And I bet they have aunts and uncles. And maybe even some cousins. I bet they got some rallies that are connected to young adults. And that relationship is young adult ministry. So don't tell me you don't have a young adult ministry part of your church. I, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Because those people want desperately and dearly for those young adults to either continue to grow in the relationship with Christ or to be in a relationship with Christ. And that heartbeat is ministry. And they are connected to their church body vicariously through that relationship, whether or not they ever go there or not. So who, who's a part of our churches? Um, and here's another, here's a what question inside my who, but what are you currently doing with slash for young adults? I think these are a sequence of questions. Who's a young adult a part of our church? What are we doing with or for young adults with, uh, as a part of our church? Um, a book that's really been helpful for me just to offer a, a resource is Sustainable Young Adult Ministry. And I can't remember the guy's name, but if you look it up, it's, it's, I could send a link. I'll send a link to Mark or whatever for when the, the video goes out. Um, but Sustainable Young Adult Ministry. And then the other book is Not Done Yet. And that author is Beth Severson. So um, I have a podcast with a guy, a young adult leader in Cincinnati and one in Nashville. It's called Young Adult Ministry Podcast, aka Yamcast. And my mom and Chris's mom and Jeremy's dad are our three avid listeners to the Yamcast. And so I do things because it's going to help me, not because I think that I'm some type of influencer or that other people are going to listen. But if they do, what they would find is three guys doing young adult ministry in different parts of um, different parts of the United States, um, very different cultural contexts. Um, one of them's at a church, one of them works for InterVarsity, one of them's next to a college campus, one of them Nazarene campus, one of them works with a lot of different campuses, and one of them is a remote, a remote young adult connection pastor 
for Shepherd Community Center in Indianapolis. That just happened this week. It's been in conversation for months, but now I can no longer say that I'm just a volunteer at my local church, which I love being a volunteer. And I, I bet we got some volunteers here in this conversation. You are the champions. You are, you and I, I'm a volunteer at my church. We're the ones that make it happen. Pastors volunteer a lot of their time too, don't they, Michael? Yeah. Um, we're the ones that make it happen. And we can get away with a whole lot more. And we can actually participate with young adults in being the research and development department of our churches and our district as volunteers. So reading books like Sustainable Young Adult Ministry and Not Done Yet make me think crazy thoughts like that. So I want to share them with you if you're not already into those. So let me end the who section with um, proposing three prepositions. We're going to get into some grammar here, folks. Proposing three prepositions. Two, T-O. For, F-O-R, and with, W-I-T-H, just in case there's confusion there. Two, am I doing young adult ministry to young adults? Like, eh, doing ministry to you. Yeah, you may not like it or not, but I'm doing it to you. This is what you get. So if you don't like it, bah, am I doing ministry to young adults? That's an attitude and perspective, I know. So you might be like, Kenny, you're so way off, usually. Four, am I doing young adult ministry for young adults? Because that's good. And, that's, I, and I'm trying to do that, but I'm trying to also unlearn how to do that. Because young adults are adults. They don't need ministry done for them then I'm just participating in consumerism and religious goods and services. And I'm tired of being a Gen Xer that's creating things for youth and young adults that I think are amazing ideas and no one shows up for because they made an adult decision that they were raised to do to not participate in something and to participate in something else. And I'm upset because they chose to adult. Didn't like the thing that I tried to get them all to. And now a young adult ministry doesn't work. Because no young adults showed up for the thing that the boomer or the Gen Xer came up with and didn't ask any young adults if it was a good idea or if they wanted to do it with them. And really, the best young adult ministry that I'm participating in is not even with young adults. It's I find out that they started connecting and doing things together on their own because the church was a connection point. The church was the connection point. Everybody see that note on the screen there? We were so way ahead. We're like already doing that, so whatever. Hey, Kenny, sorry to interrupt you there. Um, if we have questions, do you want us to wait till the end or do you want us to kind of jump in? How do you want to do that? I don't know how to answer questions, Michael. I mean, I, if, if we do questions like... This would be a good stopping point because this is this ends section who. Because you just answered my question. I'm just putting out there that you are a decent question answerer. So you didn't have any questions. You just asked a question about asking questions. Actually, I, I had a question and Greg actually had a question. He posted it in the in the chat, but I know that you're not great at 
looking at the chat while you're doing no this. it's called being present with the people that god has gifted I, you with in the moment is what I it's get called it. i get it brother i'm just putting I miss it you there. michael like when are we going to do something together again like i'm trying to come up with excuses to get together with all my friends and my new whenever friends want, and stuff man. whenever you want we're doing something we're doing something right now and it's annoying everybody else so let's just move on um i reserve the right to not know the answers to questions so proceed the, the one question I had was when we talk about, and the Church of Nazarene specifically has changed kind of how they've measured what a young adult is, what NYI covers. At one point, it was up to the age of 54. Um, they, they got rid of ages in their thing. So when you talk about, I know you kind of talked about, you know, up to 29-ish, um, but is there something that's structural that you've done? Because I know you've worked with various organizations within the confines of the, the Nazarene church over the years. Is there a specific target group or is it just kind of every organization, every program, every whatever just kind of makes it up as they go along kind of thing? Yes. Every other region, except for the United States, operates on the basis, uh, from my experience and perspective, and I've been on a couple of the continents and been involved in youth ministry and church and stuff, and not in any way an expert, and some of this is years removed, but still in contact with different people, up to the age of 40. For a lot of different sociological and developmental and legal reasons, that's not a good idea for me locally. Um. And we're very picky on what volunteers that are over the age of 18 that we have participating with minors in our children's ministry and youth ministry locally. So see the nods. I mean, this is familiar. And I think Canadians are by and large from my observations are much more aware and keen and like into like understanding and caring about this. Um, And other people are just like, do you have a pulse? You know, um, so let's don't do that. But uh, I'm describing what I'm noticing locally. And then the people that kind of get off into 30, it, whatever phase or mode or posture that they're at in life and relationally, they often kind of self-select out of, I'm probably not going to be hanging out with 18 to 22 year olds and maybe with 20 somethings because kind of like life experience and job and interactions and everything kind of level off. Um, and so I'm self, when it gets older after 23, to me, I'm not trying to, I'm, I've seen young adult ministries unintentionally be killed at churches because somebody thought it'd be a good idea to break them out into college, career, singles, and young marrieds. And people went, why are you telling us we can't hang out with our friends? Because we look at each other as human beings, not as labels and categories, Right. And they didn't even articulate it that way. It's just what happened. And then there was a lack of momentum in the young adult ministry at this at this local church here in my area. And um, they were like, oh, what happened? Oh, we tried we tried to silo them off and and square them off instead of just what how can we support you? Um, my goal locally in in for young adults is um, this is me personally. Like I'm not telling you or reflecting or or judging or anything. 
But one of my pastors pushed back on me and said, so when are you starting a Bible study? I said, I told you when I started, I am not starting a Bible study. I am not going to do another thing that people don't show up for. I'm not just not going to do it. And I want I love leading Bible stories I, or Bible studies. I would love to do that. But if a young adult wants to do that, it's got sustainability for the season that that young adult's in, which may be three to six months, depending upon their job and their school and their relationships and their family and whatever else happens. So we have to embrace the seasonality, seasonality and the transitory nature of young adult ministry. Um, emerging young adults or emerging adults is another book, and it's quite a few years old, but it talks about the transitory nature of, of young adults in North America, specifically the U.S. and Canada, because Mexico is part of North America, too. I'm actually one of those U.S. citizens that knows that. So just put that little check in my box for me. Thank you. Um, it's the most transitory demographic age group in our cultural uh, kind of landscape our young adults because the, the world's at their feet and possibilities and they could go do anything and they're trying stuff. And like a young adult told me we we're playing uh, disc golf yesterday. And he's like, are you familiar with the, the term full send? And I said, yeah. And he goes, that's what the young adults, he's 28 and he's intentionally working in Dutch bros, which is like this little coffee hut. I call it a rave in a box. That's what it looks like to me. I don't, I don't, I don't go there. I'm too old. I, I worship caffeine at St. Arbucks. That's, that's my chapel choice. And, and he said, that's what they're doing. These young adults are full sending. It's the first time that they're not underneath their parents' umbrella and they're trying stuff. And some of it's good and some of it's bad, but they're full sending on life. And I want to ask a young adult that's doing that within the context of the church as someone that's a Christ follower, how can I encourage you in that? How can I pray for you? How can I journey with you? I want to learn from you. We could have thriving young adult ministries of just three people. It's a biblical number, right? Biblical definition of gathering. Just by getting one older person getting together with one young adult and saying, um, what's it like being a young adult? Janelle, you're muted. She's on, no, she's me on purpose. I was just agreeing, yeah. like saying yes. Okay. But I Alan still had got a the, question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm not good at that. Thank you, Michael, for being my friend. No worries. I forgive you, uh, Kenny. Thank you, Michael. Can always depend on you. Um, no, just a quick question on the podcast, man. Yeah, you mentioned that you, you had one going and, um, and you're specifically working with young adults. So I'm just wondering if you've seen a really good engagement in terms of using the podcast with young adults specifically. Uh, just because uh, I'm seeing that as a trend. Uh, I know in our district, there's podcasts out there, um, yeah. but I'm not sure how much the actual young adults are maybe engaging that way. So I, do you have any insight into that or, or yeah. thoughts around that? Well, let, 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 let me clarify. The, the podcast is not for young adults. It's called the young adult. It's called the Amcast, but it is not for young adults. If young adults listen to it, I'd be really surprised. It's three practitioners who are called to young adult ministry that wanted to get together so that they could learn from each other. And we talk about, we check in how we're doing in our life. Uh, it's three bros talking to each other, but learning and trying to point in the direction of things that we're learning, how we're doing in our life, some culture corner things of things we've been noticing in our different contexts, how local young adult ministry is going. And then a chapter or two of the book that we've been reading along together and invite anybody that's listening to read along with us, which are the two books that I just 
mentioned to you earlier um, that we don't read it, but we like, here's a couple of things I got out of the chapter. And then we go on to the next thing. And, and then um, we've invited people to join us. And then we're doing live Facebook um, interviews with people that are, 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 are joining us. So it is, it is for people that are interested in um, leading young adult ministry. It's not for young adults. I have no idea how to do something that a young adult thinks is cool. I just got, I have a, I have a 20 year old, I have an 18 year old at home and I have a 15 year old and I am captain cringe. Like if young adults want to be cringed out, like I need to figure out how to start that. I need, I don't even want to go. I have a TikTok account, but I just watch TikTok on Facebook. That's how old I am. So yeah, I, I, I quit being the young, cool guy when I was 25, Alan, you know, and now I'm 44. So it's been a bit, but um, if a young adult wanted to start, because I, I, I think that the people that are in this room right now, in this breakout, can you guys hear me? Okay. Okay. My, my headphones is something funny. You are the champions and the advocates um, and the encouragers of the young adults in your contacts in your churches. And that a local church needs that. And a district needs that to help connect the local churches that are having young adult things that are popping, whether it's one person or 10 people to connect them together. Cause I, that's, that's the, that's like the, that's like the Jamba juice. That's the secret sauce I'm finding locally is often what young adults need is just somebody to facilitate them connecting together because their grandparents are already there or they're, you know, they've got a Bible study. They've got a worship service. I'm not going to recreate a worship service, but that might work where you are at. I'm not going to start up a Bible study unless young adults want to. It's with, it's with, it's not two, it's not four, it's with. And in the best case scenario, it's like silent partner. How can I pray for you? Let me ask you some questions about some things I don't understand. And maybe you can help me. It's asking questions. Secretly, it's discipleship through asking questions. So where are we at? What? Can I hit you guys with what? 10.52, which is 12.52 for you. Um, let me just read through these and I'll see which one kind of pops at me. What do you dream of doing with young adults? Rhetorical. What do you dream of doing with young adults? Do not give up. However, it may be a horrible idea. Let a young adult tell you that and then ask them. Well, what do you think? Now I can get attitude and I can be like, well, pff, what? you do better. <laughs> you know, well, help it be. What, what do we need? If my idea doesn't work, I'm great. Ask Michael. I'm great at really, I have a lot of ideas. Most of them are bad. Most of them are bad. Hey, I have a lot of ideas. You can't, this on me. Most of them are bad. You got to give me a thumbs up. Okay. See, I'm going for the positive negatives here. I usually have the idea that's not great, but somebody, it helps spark them, turn it into something great. That's my role. I found that to be my what I'm contributing. But unless I'm willing to have the conversations to be wrong, we can't really land on what's going to be right. What are the obstacles you need to overcome? 
How creative are you willing to be? And don't tell me. You, you might tell me this, but I don't want to hear it because I hear these stories too often. We're not allowed to. We did. They told me I could, and then I started it, and then they told me we couldn't, and I didn't understand the reasons why. Okay, get used to it. I'm 44, been in ministry all my adult life, and um, obstacles are par for the course. So instead of um, trying to avoid the obstacles, I figure out how to get over them, around them, through them, to them as quickly as possible. How long are you willing to commit? Because that's what young adult ministry takes. Not another leader that tried to do something that didn't work and cost a lot of money and three people showed up for and we couldn't afford it. And now we're over budget and it didn't work and young adults don't want to participate anyway. And what's wrong with this generation? That's lame. That's, that's laziness on my part as a leader. Because I want to be more creative or find somebody that's more creative. And we're looking at this for the long obedience in the same direction because we need that for the Nazarene church. We need it locally. We need it for the district. We need it for our fields. We need it, we need it for the region. And we need it globally. And we're poised for it. And we can do it. We can. So what's it about? Where's it going? And what are the goals? If we answer those, if we ask, if we just ask those questions, not answer them locally, I think it'll get us on the right contextual places of what God's already doing and how we can join him. What is it about? Is it about me? Is it about the church? Where's it going? What are the goals? So here's a negative way of what it's about. Where's it going? Where are the goals? Negative. Numbers, fear, control. Not good reasons. Shaky foundation. Sandy. Positive. For what's it about, where's it going, where are the goals? Positive. Hospitality. Got to make sure my I'm putting like fingers up here. Am I making culturally insensitive gestures for can Canadians? Is this one okay? Is this one okay? That's, a, uh, that's very American. Very American right here. Idaho. Anyway, I could get off on that. Three. So positive. Hospitality, discipleship, and the future. I don't participate in young adult ministry because I'm afraid because I'm afraid we're losing people or that there's not going to be a future for the church or that I'm just, I'm not doing it out of fear. I cannot find a biblical basis for doing something that's kingdom and life giving based upon fear. We have to do it. Otherwise the church is going to die. That's a horrible reason. I'm doing it because the church does have a future and I want to make sure that when we get there, that I've done my part to be ready for it and in it with young adults. Today and tomorrow. So, three minutes. Choose your own adventure. You know what? I'm going to just do the last part, where. And then I've got a couple of documents that I'll share that are connection point for local church. I've created a secret pathway that's so simple and contextualized. I really have that local district field region global. That if we all just did some version of it's not the way, it's a way. If we all did some version of it, we would turn around what people look at as a crisis about young adult ministry within the next 5 years. If we just had 20 districts on USA Canada that pursued it. I've been working at this for three years in my district. We were real close before COVID, and then and then we bumped into it. 
but it's partnering together NYI, NMI, and SDMI with young adult leadership and appointing someone to be an advocate at the district level to dream a dream, to let them dream a dream, and then let those young adults in a season for a season at the only place in our church's polity where young adults are either elected or appointed, which is a district council, to create sustainability for there to be a future. Get passionate about that. Why aren't we doing this? It's not fear. I'm frustrated. Because we can. We're the stinking Nazarene church. Come on. Like we know how to we know how to eat and we know how to connect. Why aren't we doing that with young adults? That's the, the, the formula. Okay. One minute. Where? Where to start? Lowest common denominator. Who's here? Does that sound familiar? We did that, right? We did that with our group here. Easiest thing. It's not about who's not there. It's about who's here and being present with them. Michael, that's why I don't look at the chat. Are they going to kick us out? 56 seconds. Here we go. Start with who you already have, discovering whom you have in connection by creating a connection. What's one small action your step or church can take this month to express hospitality with young adults? 44 seconds. So much time. What's one small action your district can take this quarter to invest? And then if you guys want them, I'll share with Alan or Marg or Yara the the pathway for the local church and, and the district. And I would just love to talk with any of you individually and hear about what you're doing. So thanks for spending some time listening to me rant and rave about stuff that even if I hadn't been hired for this job, Mark had no idea I'd been hired for this new role. I'm passionate about this. I'm going to operate on this as a volunteer if I get fired from my job because this needs, this needs to happen. Let's go. Who? Where? What? Thanks.